Today, I'm joined by Ryan Hadger, who is Director of Client Partnerships at MMS, to talk about what COVID has done to people's media consumption habits and what the future holds for broadcasters and brands. Welcome to On The Record with Campaign Middle East. I'm Austin Allison, the editor of Campaign Middle East. You can find us at campaignme.com. We have the magazine, we have webinars, we're on social, we have this podcast. Uh, Angami helps us a lot with hosting and production. You can listen to more episodes on Angami or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And do come to our website, that's uh, campaignme.com, and sign up for our annual shebang, which is the uh, Marcoms 360 back in person this year. This episode is sponsored by MMS, that's NBC Media Solutions, who deal with all the media for uh, the region's best-known broadcaster. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hi, Austin. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Oh, thank, you for, thank you for joining me. It's always, uh, always good to talk to you and get some, uh, some good insights. So, um, yep. so we're talking about media consumption habits. Um, and uh, the sort of evolution of media consumption. So can we sort of start off with where we come from? In the dim, I don't know whether people remember, but there was once once long ago, a time before COVID. And um, how in the sort of dim and distant past, you know, back in the days of normal, how did uh, media look in the region then? What were things like in the dim and distant past before COVID? So distant times before COVID, I think media was uh, was and always is diverse. Uh, there are multiple options for, for consumers and people to choose from. Uh, you have different social medias popping up. You have different TV stations popping up. You have different, uh, different medias altogether popping up. So it just uh, makes the whole scene, if you want, very fragmented and very diverse. I think what the, what the main thing was uh, before that is uh, when you look at it from a business perspective, obviously the main point uh, from a from a client perspective is how do I reach my audiences, you know, in the most cost efficient way and, and the most effective way. Uh, That's the eternal question. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll get a bit into that uh, as well because I was at, at the agency before COVID, so I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of of what we had to go through. Um, so uh, what happened, if you want, in the last couple of years is that it's not that COVID limited um, the media selection. On the contrary, I think it actually grew. It gave people a lot more choices to choose from. Uh, I mean, we all know what happened with COVID. People were sitting at home. Yeah. Uh, so they basically had nothing to do except consume media, uh, find different ways to entertain themselves, find different ways to inform themselves, You know, keep up with whatever was going on with COVID, uh, keep up with... Uh, different ways to entertain themselves a lot of people were were locked in their homes for weeks or months at a time some people you know were able to move around within their home others had to sit had to sit within four walls and and find different ways to entertain themselves um i think the other important aspect to look at because obviously clients businesses uh impact how the media is right um, yeah it sounds like i mean it sounds like you've got a sort of Tough thing. You've got the perfect storm for people consuming media, and then you've got, but at the same time, suddenly you've got clients who don't have as much budgets to spend on it. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, so there's a double impact if you want over here. So, pre-COVID as well wasn't entirely the best time if you want for certain clients or certain industries, because economy, as we know, wasn't doing that great anyways to begin with. Uh, there were a lot of clients cutting budget, uh, which obviously adds a lot of pressure in terms of. Um, 
in terms of meeting their objectives, different verticals obviously react in different ways. So you have some clients that are focusing on price and promotions uh, uh, to you know make short-term gains, meet their meet their short-term targets without having, if you want, a longer uh, longer longer-term strategy. And we're, talking, uh, and we're talking even before COVID. This was yeah. So so yeah. This was this was even before COVID. Uh, um, you had uh, yeah. So like I was saying, so you had some clients focusing on short-term gains that obviously impacts their media selection, right? So people focusing on lower funnel versus upper funnel and and driving reach and awareness. Uh, and it's a business decision. Every every client obviously needs to meet their own their own objectives. Um, so it was it wasn't it wasn't an easy time as well at the same at the same uh, same time um covid came um yeah, and we've we've seen it i mean we've all we've experienced it firsthand ourselves as consumers and as as uh, as uh, you know humans just trying to figure out what was going on i think it was a very strange time for everybody uh nobody knew what was happening nobody expected it to come um so from a media perspective uh, there were two different uh, directions, if you want, or two different uh, routes that, that happened. Uh, one, we all know that screen usage went up, uh, whether it was social media, whether it was TV, um, uh, any form of entertainment, right? Uh, people had a lot of time to spend in their hands. And like I said, I was at the agency back then, so I experienced firsthand uh what we had to do. Um, so again, different clients were, were 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 managing it in a different way. So, if you look at the likes of um, CPGs or FMCGs, if you want to call them, um, their business was was actually doing well even during times of lockdown, right? So people were they were, selling, they were selling toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Exactly. So that's the Toilet paper, hand sanitizer, people were bulk shopping. There was panic all around. You know, people said yeah. instead of if they would usually buy uh, one pack of toilet rolls, they, like you said, they, they would buy probably tens. Uh, people were stockpiling on food, uh, on sanitary items, on, on home, household items, uh, shampoos, detergents, and so on. So from that angle, business was, if you want, on, a, on an upward trend on, on that vertical, which even put sometimes difficulty in terms of meeting demands of of of, of uh, the consumers, right? There was lockdown, so products weren't easily uh, being supplied to stores. Um, well, hence, hence the panic buying. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you had that angle that that obviously grew and that helped if you want the media in, in the industry because as their business was growing, they continued to invest in media. Uh, I guess there was just a few selections that obviously needed to be revised. So uh, TV grew, social media grew, uh, TV, I mean, if you want the overall video landscape grew. Uh, what got impacted obviously was outdoor uh, cinema, uh, radio, because nobody was uh, was outdoors. So there was shifts in budgets from those different touch points into, uh, into overall video and, and social media. Um, the other angle, if you want, from a business perspective that really got hit was the other verticals, right? So you have auto, you have travel and hospitality. Uh, those got impacted uh, in, a, in a major way. Nobody was traveling. So airports were shut down. Cities were shut down. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously difficult to manage. How do you go from uh, a drop in your business to zero business at all? Uh, it obviously puts huge amounts of pressure on decision making and and how to navigate through it. So, 
uh, obviously airline industries had to lay off uh, a lot of people because there was it's not like they were making a drop in revenue they were making no money They're at all zero, exactly. um, and what we're hearing now is i think if you take uh, specific airlines in the region they're actually rehiring a lot of the people that were did let they, go did airlines and people did they still keep advertising at all or did the um or did the media spend just stop as well i mean what did they do sort of uh, did they sort of put out um I don't know, sort of holder ads, as it were, for want of a better term, sort of saying, you know, we're still here and we'll be back. We can't wait to see you back. Or did, or did they just kill it? Um, if I remember correctly, I think they killed it. Um, yeah. There might be a couple here and there, but the overall, the overall direction was actually uh, was actually yeah to 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 drop the spend completely. Uh, globally, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how it was, but if I we look at the region here. Uh, at least from a from a TV perspective, yes. From a digital perspective, maybe they, there might have been some continuity, but uh, but I doubt it because, uh, like I said, a lot of these companies took drastic decisions and had to lay off workers, had to um, yeah. had what to about, their costs. What about again, sort of back to FMCGs and things? The, the there must have been a lot of sort of e-commerce going on. I mean, yep. I, mean I say there must have been. We know that there was, yep. and had a huge sort of acceleration yep. there. Yeah. Uh, how did that sort of transfer into media and screens and things? So, so yeah, that was obviously the, uh, if I, if I would highlight the main change or the main uh, evolution transition, if you want, uh, I think commerce was the biggest, uh, biggest gain. Um, I mean, it's evident. And I mean, without even looking at numbers, uh, again, take our own, our own habits. Uh, we couldn't go outside. So everything, everything moved to commerce. Right. Um, so, the investments obviously shifted from, uh, if you want, broad equity communication to more targeted, more, you know, buy now or uh, these offers are available. And obviously it became, it, you had you had the CPGs fighting on promotions and offers in store. You will have the same thing fighting and, and from a commerce perspective, right? It's just a different platform. Like exactly. So uh, so it's just moving from from the physical to the to the virtual, if you want. Um, so the communication was uh, was obviously enhanced towards that to to drive people to the different commerce platforms. What the commerce platforms had to do was to make sure that they can keep up with the demand, what they uh, to keep up with obviously the variety, uh, to keep up with delivering the products on time. Right? Uh, I think uh, any drop or any negative um, uh, 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 impact on any of the services would impact them, you know, more short to mid to long term. So the likes of all the different players had to make sure that they're keeping up with the demand, uh, delivering on time um, and so on and so I forth. I remember so there was, we were a lot more forgiving, weren't we, as consumers at the start of the pandemic and very quickly we started to... Um, we started to, to raise the bar on, you know, it was first exactly. of all, it was just like we were grateful that somebody would deliver things to our home. And by, I don't know, within a couple of weeks, if they weren't at our home within now, you wanted the, them an hour. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And no, listen, we've seen, like, I, I've seen that on, on, you have a few of the delivery apps who are, you know, deliver your groceries in 20 minutes yeah. online. I mean, like you said, you, you never had that in the past. And one, one key thing that the, pandemic if you want a uh, fortunate thing for for these multinationals or the cpgs again they, they not necessarily multinationals they could be local cpgs as well is accelerated their digital transformation right um 
they needed yeah. to make sure that they're available digitally. They need to make sure that they're able to deliver. Their, they have their stock available. They have partnerships in place with the commerce players. So, uh, so that was one of the key things that uh, uh, that was that that we saw an impact on when it comes to uh, consumer habits, when it comes to uh, media as well. At the same time, and how has all this rolled on past the? I mean, okay, we're not fully out of the pandemic, but I think it's fair to say that we're. You know we're not we're not in lockdown anymore. So um, you know so you've seen this acceleration. You're now seeing airlines coming back. You're seeing things sort of return to for that you know that overused phrase the new normal. Um, you know how are things like uh, you know how's that and especially from a sort of media point of view, what's what are the sort of the longer term changes that haven't gone back that the pandemic's brought about that are still sort of there? Things that sort of came in from the pandemic and are and are still sitting there. So, um, so one of the things, uh, uh, if if we look at uh, video players, if you want, uh, like we said, so video usage went up drastically, yeah. um, and uh, we saw again from because I have to talk from the agency side because I, w- I was there. We saw we increased investments on video platforms on social platforms, uh, and now as I moved moved to MMS. Uh, we continue to see the same trends. Uh, so it's not dropping back down. It's not sort of going down to pre-pandemic level. Uh, no, on the contrary, no. We we are seeing growths uh, across different verticals now. Uh, different industries obviously are reacting in different ways, right? So um, the problem is even with the pandemic coming to an end, there are other factors that you have to take into account, right? So if you look at CPGs, there is immense competition. There is. Uh, supply chain costs going up, which impacts their bottom line as well. Uh, there are additional taxes that are coming into play. Uh, so all of this, uh, as their business is growing, obviously puts impact on their bottom line, which eventually impacts uh, impacts overall spend. Uh, but fortunately, we, we aren't seeing uh, a drastic negative impact. We're seeing flat to growth on, on certain industries within CPG. Sorry, I'm going to sort of uh, push us along a bit just because we're sort of talking about video and as uh, MMS and NBC, I mean, you are the sort of the the kings and queens of traditional, uh, of certainly sort of traditional big screen video. Um, who's your, who's your competition? Do you, um, you know, are so, you seeing, yeah. So that's a, it's an interesting question. Um, so I'll put it in a different way. I mean, you mentioned uh, traditional and big screens and, and so on. So, um, I mean, our, our biggest asset today is our content, right? So uh, we produce the best uh, premium Arabic content uh, catering to Saudi and even catering to the MENA region, right? So... Um, at the moment, I think. You've, it's like more you're producing... I don't know. It seems to me that you're producing more than you than you ever have. That could be yeah, just yeah. No, no. There's there's tens of thousands of hours of content being produced on an annual basis, which is which is huge. Um, so that is the strength of NBC. I mean, we we are content providers. We are content solution providers. Uh, so from a competitive perspective, I mean, without uh, without pinpointing anything, I would say any 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 platform that produces high quality content and is able to distribute at mass. Uh, I guess would be uh, bucketed as a competitor. You say, um, say platform. Do you? I notice that you say platform rather than rather than channel or broadcaster or whatever. You know, are you are you talking? Are we talking pure? Are there sort of digital pure players that 
that would be competing you'd be competing with i mean yeah so if you look at uh, uh if you look at shahid from our perspective uh which Just has had vod our, uh, yeah so the so the the vod uh traditionally or historically was known as the catch-up service to, to NBC. But as as it's evolved, if you want, in the past couple of years, it's not just a catch-up service. So there is exclusive content being produced just for Shahad that doesn't appear on TV. Um, there is extremely high-quality content, even not just the high-quality content in terms of performance. Uh, I mean, it's being recognized globally. So actually, a couple of the shows were nominated for an Emmy uh, globally, so it it puts Shahed in a in a level where it's competing with the with the likes of the other uh, video platforms, right? Um, and that's a big change that that we've seen uh, from from our perspective. And again, we're not talking about TV. We're not talking about Shahed when we're talking about content, and it's where the content lives, right? If you want to reach your consumer and the consumer wants to watch it on TV, they have the chance to do so. If they want to watch it on Shahid, they have the chance to do so. Uh, social media is another big uh, element of, of what we do as well. So our programs um, are being also um, hosted on, on our channels on the social media platforms. Okay. So uh, our goal... Hosted, do you mean I can... I can watch a whole a whole show on on one of the social media channels, or are we talking snippets and things? You won't be able to watch the full show, uh, but snippets, highlights, um, again, depending on the specific show or the or, or the specific uh, player, if you want, there could be sometimes behind the scenes of certain shows. Uh, so uh, snippets, just to encourage people to uh, be aware of what the program is, watch specific highlights and so on. Um, so the whole objective is to make sure that, again, the consumer is the one who obviously decides what to watch, where to watch, and so on. And our objective is to make sure that we are in every single platform to make sure that we're able to reach the, the, the audiences, uh, regardless of a TV or a phone or a tablet or, uh, or uh, any other touch point. Do you guys do radio as well? We do, yeah. So uh, radio as well in in Saudi between the, there are two TV, uh, two, sorry, two radio stations, NBC yeah. FM and and Panorama FM. Um, what we do is within, if you want big format shows, there's always an extension that that appears on radio. So uh, again, it's capturing the the full the full spectrum of uh, of different touch points. So uh, we have extensions of programs on the radios. Um, we have a lot of, uh, when it comes to, if you want, talk shows, uh, game shows, competitions, uh, dial-ins. Uh, I mean, radio is, is a different media that that obviously is managed in a different way. Uh, you drive high reach, high frequency, uh, a lot of engagement, a lot of calling in, uh, which is when another. It, when it comes to, I mean, because you're, you're, you're there, I don't know, whether you're, whether you see it as approaching consumers from all angles or being everywhere that consumers look, you know, there's, uh, Shahid, there's um, uh, there's the, the the traditional TV stations, there's social, there's radio, there's I know that you do events and things around some of these things. Yeah. How much of when you when it comes to doing things sort of in a new way, how much are how much do you see it as the sort of the role of um, of NBC and NBC Media Solutions to how much are you giving consumers what they want and how much are you 
telling them what they want, inventing things for themselves. I'm thinking of that quote about Henry Ford that people said if you, you know, when they, they asked him about inventing the car and he said, if you'd ask consumers what they wanted, they'd have said faster horses. How much are you, um, you know, how, how much- I know that, you, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I always like that one because I think that, you know, obviously you, you know, you are serving, you have a, a huge customer base and there are things that, you know, if they're on social, you need to be on social for them. But surely you also need to be a little bit ahead of the curve and inventing things for them, giving them things that they never even knew they wanted. How much was the sort of balance there? So um, the balance comes with, again, I'm going to go back to content, right? So uh, it's about creating new content that hasn't existed before. So if you take the 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 Shahid, the Shahid exclusive content that's being developed, um, I'll I'll give you an example. So <clears throat> we had a program called Rashash that came on Shahid, uh, which was a Saudi production, Saudi acting, and actually a true story about uh, uh, an actual uh, Saudi person back in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, that's completely new. That that was also something that uh, NBC and Shahid haven't done before, and something that consumers well, in, in, probably in wouldn't producing their own. Series? No, I mean you've done. They've done. No, that. no, we've done that. But talking about so, it's it's a it's a true story about okay. uh, if you want a criminal back in the eighties, uh, and it's, so it's the first time that that was actually turned into a show portrayed to the public, uh, and for Saudi, that's completely new, right? I mean, consumers and won't ask for that. Content. But yeah, so it was. Uh, uh, I I know you, you can actually watch it. Uh, so going back to. Um, to 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 innovating so like i said this was something that hasn't been done before nobody was expecting this type of daring content to come out um and it's something that was produced now if consumers come back and say wow you know i didn't know that i would like to watch uh, content about historic saudi criminals then uh, then that's a new that's a new stream of uh, of diversity that that comes in um but to be to be very frank when it comes to to moving forward and innovating uh, we just need to make sure that we're able to provide content to our consumers. We're able to be present wherever our consumers are, whenever they are. So whether they're traveling or whether they're at a friend's house or whether, you know, they want to watch something at two in the morning, our role is to make sure that we, we drive that, uh, that, uh, opportunity for, for the consumers. Uh, we need to innovate in terms of driving, um, more entertaining content i mean we will i mean it's 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 evident that the competition is uh, is all over the place right so if you oh, look at the different content there, providers yeah. yeah if you look at the different content providers you have you have multiple options so so we need to make sure that that innovation continues to grow and uh shahid is one strong proof point that uh, it is heading in the right direction uh growth on the vip which is a subscription based has been uh has been quite uh, immense, uh, if you want, over the last 12 months. Uh, and then when you look at Shahid as well, not just from series or content, uh, we're starting to stream uh, live sports on Shahid as well. So, uh, and that's another well, from, form of... That's, that's another outside, outside NBC, isn't it? You've got... You've that's, got yeah, that. so the, the Saudi, the, the MBS yeah. League, uh, the, the Saudi Premier League. Um, and that's another form of innovation, right? So people had to watch it through their TV channel. Um, now they're able to access it through Shahid again, wherever they are, whether they're stuck in the office or whether they're out, uh, you know, for a drive, you just log on to Shahid and you're able to watch that game live. 
Um, so it is all these different ways of innovating is just to make sure, like I said, we are where the consumer is. We give the consumer access to all the content uh, at any time, at any time or anywhere they please. And is there a way that we can sort of look at how all these sort of pieces of the media media consumption jigsaw fit together for for marketers specifically? We've talked about this. Um, you know, we talked about sort of what marketers were doing at the start and and sort of how it, the effects on media. But what's the sort of all these sort of changes that we're seeing um, in the overall landscape and also sort of within uh, MMS and uh, and NBC? Uh, you know, sort of what what's the sort of takeaway for for marketers themselves in this? What do um, what do the brands who are obviously as we've said, they've got a whole lot of challenges for their own. What what can they take away from these, from from the sort of the new world? Well, so uh, it goes back to the spot, but, yeah, uh, no, no, <laughs> every every marketer's problem, please. No, no, I mean, uh, listen, there uh, there is no uh, uh, right answer. So, as mentioned earlier, every client has obviously their objectives. Every client has different consumer segments, different audiences different challenges, budgets, uh, so on and so forth. I guess the the, the main point is uh, is depending on, on all these different challenges, uh, there are different solutions. You can't tell a client, uh, you know, you need to spend this much money on TV and this much money on digital and this much money on outdoor. Uh, it's all linked back to understanding what the challenge is, understanding who the, who the client is, understanding who the audience is. Uh, and you won't have two plans alike, right? Even for the same vertical, uh, you can have two CPGs with two different uh, two different approaches. Again, depending on what they want to communicate, what they want to achieve. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is. If I want to be transparent, it is a challenge for clients to to decide how to approach things. Uh, we're here just to make sure that we drive growth. Uh, which is important. We have the capabilities and the means to do so um, just to make sure that consumers engage with our clients to make sure that they have the content available to drive that additional uh, engagement and uh, and interaction with, with the brands. Brilliant. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for now. Um, and uh, there's been an awful lot to sort of to unpack in there. Um, I think personally, I'm going to be going back and listening to it a, a couple of times. It's very interesting to have you giving um, sort of two different sides of the story as well. You've got a, yeah. an agency background and a media background, and yeah. that means that you can sort of fill in. Uh, you know, you can definitely see things from a couple of different sides. So that's yeah. that's really interesting, and uh, yeah, really sort of good wide understanding of consumer um, consumer habits and of the sort of the way that. Um, in fact, not just uh, not just MMS's offerings, but the sort of wider media landscape is is adapting to that, and how MMS fits into that. So, thank you very much for that. That was uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan. That was uh, Ryan Hatcher, the um, director of client partnerships at um, MMS. Um, thank you, Austin. And I assume we can find you on places like LinkedIn and uh, at MMS. So yeah. you know, find uh, find Ryan on. Uh, well, he's he's on all the platforms. Uh, where you can stalk him at his office. Um, and you can find uh, Campaign at campaignme.com as well as in bookshops, webinars, we're on social, we've got this podcast. Thanks to Angami again for their help with the podcast. You can listen to more episodes on Angami wherever you, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Do make sure that you uh, sign up to come along to our um, 
uh, uh, Marcom's 360 event, which is happening on November 11th, and that's in real life, actual humans. Uh, so uh, we'll all have to get ready. <laughs> exactly, we'll all have to get ready for that. Trying to remember how to be social again. Um, email me, Austin Allison, with uh, that's austin.allison at motivate.ae with any feedback or suggestions for the uh, podcast um, or to ask about partnering with us in the future podcast. Thanks again to uh, MMS, that's NBC Media Solutions, uh, for sponsoring us. I've been Austin Allison, the editor of Campaign Middle East. This has been On the Record with Campaign Middle East. And till next time, stay safe and goodbye. Bye.